So what's going on guys? Uh, I have a lot of hours here. I'm sitting home, uh, sitting here driving home. Um, and I just want to go over my, my core three philosophies that I use um, that really helps me in personal development, whether it's you know, going towards something academically, uh, whether it's in my social life, um, net, like networking, anything. These are the three principles that I, or just starting something new, these are the three principles that I always stick to. Um, so I'm going to share them with you guys. Uh, my little funny way to remember them is BBH, the brain, the body, and the heart. So I'm going to get started with the brain. The brain, B, stands for belief. So with anything that you want to do, you need to have a firm belief system in it. Uh, let me give this an example. For when I was younger, okay, let's even take like 8th, ninth grade, the really punk days of me. Um, I was in, uh, my grades weren't doing too well, uh, so they put me in a special education class. And that was probably the worst thing that they could do for me. Uh, they put a ceiling on you know, my potential. And guess what? Me being that age, I loved it because, you know, teachers were soft on me. Like, oh, you know, maybe it's all right if he didn't do his homework because he is, you know, he is in the special education. And that really limited, you know, I didn't realize, but it was really putting you know, like a huge limit on what I believed in myself. So I wrote that label um, probably all the way up until my junior year. But let me how let me explain why this ties into a belief system what someone was telling me i believed it so usually what your belief is that becomes your reality if you believe that you are not meant to do anything that is of great purpose you're probably not if you believe that you can't you know make six seven figures you know you're not going to take the actions necessary because belief subconsciously creates action so you know coming to about you know my junior year I got a book and this is how my belief started because I, I think with belief there's a couple ways you can do it with mirroring someone having someone you look up to or just being raised the correct way environmentally um, so with the with this book that I got called the slight edge you know Alright, let's get, I consider myself a pretty good looking guy uh, back then. This author, you know, he starts it off by saying, you know, that he's an average guy, a step in, in the looks category, and right there that kind of caught me, you know. Um, but he just always, you know, felt himself that he could do more, but uh, he just didn't know what he was doing wrong. He failed out of college. Um, he was a big party guy. Uh, he would always go to Daytona, hang out with the women, and, you know, of course, and he said that, you know, he knew that he, there was more for him, he was charismatic, um, so right then and there, you know, of course, my cocky little punk teen uh, personality, I kind of thought, I can, I can, you know, I can see what this guy's doing, uh, I have similar characteristics with him, so luckily for me, that was how my belief started, because, alright, reading this book, seeing how he was... You know someone just like me and then he was able to become successful I was like all right this book is gonna be you know kind of the, you know a guideline to what I have to do now for people who aren't that lucky who don't get hit in the face with a book um, here's a quick way to kind of grow a belief system whatever you may be into everybody has a story okay if you're into 
uh, film, all right? Your favorite actor, at one point, he was not some, you know, superhuman that we look at people to be. Um, whether it was The Rock, he has a story. Whether it's Matt Damon, uh, I liked uh, Sylvester Stallone and his story. Because I think anybody can really look at his story and say, wow, at least I haven't ever been that low before. Um, and they can kind of use that as something to really fire them up. So, if you're trying to get a belief system, listen to stories of people who are doing stuff that you're into and what they did to get started and kind of what practices they they applied to keep them going. Um, and you're going to see that a lot of it will tie into personal development. In fact, most of it will. Um, so with a belief system, like I said earlier, belief ties into... Uh, subconscious actions um, and that's why I kind of consider it the brain because if you start believing that alright all right, I'm just going to use a workout for example that especially for people who are a lot heavier trying to lose weight this is where they will really be able to connect with this analogy because when you're trying to lose weight and you're really heavy a lot of it in the beginning is going to be strictly on your belief system because you're going to lose 20 pounds or so and you're still going to feel as if you know you have so you have such a long road to go and is it even worth it and you know and that's when you're really going to need that belief system to kick in that listen I know I'm doing the right things right now and I know maybe even though it's only been you know 5 10 15 20 pounds I use 20 pounds but that's a really good number to lose but um but even if it's that, I can still, you know, I can still keep pushing myself and still keep doing it. Um, that's what the belief system really does. It really gets yourself in gear. And it's really exciting once you establish it. Um, but how do you establish it? That would go to my next B, or, which I would say, no, my, I would, I'm going to jump actually to the, to the heart. Which, remember I said BBH? Well, the heart is the law of consistency. And that is my favorite one because consistency is this invisible thing that works for us and a lot of us don't really see the magic that the law of consistency is first off what is the law of consistency well by doing the things that are easy to do but also easy not to do if you keep doing them and plugging away at them that's when it starts compounding and you see the results coming in um, I like to use the analogy of making a snowman all right so stick with me here all right the snowman representing your goals whether whatever it may be whether it's financially uh, academically socially um, you start off with a little bit of snow all right you roll it a little another piece of snow gets a little bigger you keep rolling keep rolling all right and now look after you keep rolling it, doing the small things, which is just rolling it, it you know, accumulates to become a huge bottom base, okay? Now, you get on to the second part, alright? Look at the, le the, you know, the effort put into the second part. Not as much, right? And it's easier to do. You roll it, keep rolling it, and it's done quicker than before it even started, right? Now you got that on. Why does it start feeling easier? Well, the hardest part is getting started, but an easy way to make the getting started process better 
is by breaking it down into small little pieces, all right? And by carrying that momentum into the, into the larger task, all right? Now the final part, which is the head, which is the smallest part, um, now you really are gonna finish that up and it's gonna go by relatively quick and that's because of all of that momentum behind you. So with that being said, that's my snowman analogy with applying the law of consistency. Also, the thing with the law of consistency, why a lot of people um, may not, you know, what they may say is, well, you can't really see the rewards there, this or that. And what I would challenge them to do is that's completely false. Because like I said, the law of consistency is doing small things repeated over and over again daily. Um, let's take that into uh, how it works socially. Um, a small thing would just be gesturing maybe to your mom. Um, whoever it may be, just, you know, sending them an appreciation text, all right, uh, something like that, and doing it every day, watch the way that you, you know, you get treated by whoever that may be, or smiling more when, you, when you're going to work, watch the way your co-workers or the employee, I mean, rather, the customers treat you, um, it's infectious, uh, I always say a smile is contagious, um, so you start seeing those uh, rewards immediately and it makes you feel good. So you're doing something that's invisible, but the rewards are visible. So that's the thing with the, with the law of consistency. Um, it may appear invisible at first, but believe me, um, things that you get out of it are beyond you know, anything that you thought was invisible. You will definitely feel it. And I wanna take, you know, I'm gonna use myself as a quick example now too. Um, when I was applying these simple practices of you know studying whether it be 30 minutes three times a day because um, I you know for me I couldn't just dive into a book for two hours at a time uh, I would do that or just thinking about it thinking about you know with anatomy of you know parts of the body whether I was in the car or something um, small things like that well I would apply them when I was in school and from 11th to 12th grade uh, you know, I got a surprise little letter in the mail. I've, I earned myself a $2,500 scholarship uh, for most improved student. Um, and all, with that also applying those small you know, study habits, I ranked 23rd in the state for the uh, personal training practical. And like I said in the beginning, I was this punk kid who started off as a special education student. Um, who, so what changed? It's not like you know, physically anything like changed it was just my, the belief that I had in myself. I saw that somebody was doing it who was similar to me, and he was taking small, consistent actions, and I applied it, and just like that, things were changing. So that's why I am so passionate about delivering the message, because I know that there's other people like that out there who, unfortunately, are starting to accept their faith that, you know, maybe they can't just be anything above what they are told or anything, and I would say that that's 100% wrong. Um, they're just settling for old, you know, the old practical advice. So, with that being said, that's going to tie into the final part, which is the final B, which is body, and and this is facing failure. So, why I broke it down into uh, like like you know body systems like this with the brain, what you think, belief, the heart, which is constantly beating, consistency, the body, which is following through with actions. So, 
facing failure i know a lot of people right here now are going to think oh my god failure or it makes it makes people feel uncomfortable right well first off failure is never going to be something that's going to be like oh yeah failure <laughs> i love failure bro you're never going to embrace how failure is going to make you feel um but here's something that you need to know if you were to shut this off right now because whatever it may be whether you think it's going to be too long even though i promise you guys there's only 10 more minutes in this know this with failure failure is a lot smaller than we actually play it out to be take take us take a scenario like first day of class okay and you know we all have had this all right where all right things are going and then the professor out of nowhere says all right well i've done enough talking i want to hear your story and i'm using this public speaking as the number one fear that we have um and we're all like oh my god well guess what we don't have enough time to let it sit in our mind and you know panic and freak out so usually we you know our, our turn comes up and we speak and boom get like that it's over all right well now take a different scenario where if you get assigned a speech that you have to give, how are you acting usually? Usually in that class, uh, usually you're freaking out. The you know the weeks leading up to it. Oh my God, you know I have to give this speech soon. Oh, uh, you know this week was cool and everything, but oh man, this week you know you got to buy extra deodorant because of you know you're gonna start sweating more. You know, and that's what in our mind we play things out a lot bigger than how they really should be, and don't get me wrong with with failure we need to first give our fears the respect that it deserves okay that's my other part number one is you know failing is a lot smaller than it really should be um we let, we let it manifest into this large creature and number two would be like i just said um we don't give it the credit it deserves okay so if you're feeling like you have a fear, all right? This is what I mean by not giving the credit it deserves. And you jump in with that fear with an excuse. Uh, let me give my, the example that I have to give. My goal, like I just said, is to be able to spread the message about personal development. Now, one of my fears, I would say, is definitely speaking in front of a large audience, okay? Because, you know, I don't want to, you know, slip up or do anything like that. Now, the first question you need to ask yourself when you, you know, when you start feeling like uh, any of these thoughts is, is there a way that I can feel fulfilled without, you know, overcoming this fear that I have? And if you can give yourself a quick yes, then maybe you can take an alternative route. But if you have to hesitate for a second and really dive into it, like, Oh well, if I don't speak, well maybe I could uh, I could record it and send it to somebody and blah blah blah, or I could just make podcasts and expect to touch as many lives as I want. No, that's not the case. So if that's the case, that's how you know that you're not giving your fears the credit it deserves. By giving fear the credit it deserves, you are making it twenty times easier to fix it because everything is a game plan. All right. So, once you've identified your fears, okay, I'm pretty scared to give the speech, then you can actually start thinking of ways to kind of re-circuit your brain and your thoughts to 
kind of navigate itself out of those fears. Like, all right, um, let me start small. Maybe let me let me do live uh, posts. Yeah, I'm a little I'm scared of them, but let me build up my resistance. Let me do this and that. But if you're just never going to acknowledge that, all right, this is a real fear of mine, and that you know I, I genuinely have to confront it, you're never going to want to take the steps to get it done. So that's what you have to do. First off. Don't let it manifest in your mind. That's number one. And even if it is, what you have to tell yourself is, man, without without failing, like, how can you have any cool opportunities without failing? I don't know one person who is living a rad life who didn't go through any failures. I mean, that's just a given because you have to try to do something new if you want to, you know, put a new product out there. If you want to be able to do something new in your life, you have to... You have to go through an unknown area in your life. I mean, we know that, but a lot of times we just don't simply address it in practical terms. Um, and I like to think about it like this. There's three things in this world that we truly care about. The health of ourselves and our loved one, that goes into one category. Time and money. You can put whichever one in order you want. But So fear is kind of a materialistic thing. Um, because when it really boils down to it, you're, we're, we're fearing something that isn't really our, our, our core three. So put that in, like, all right, man, I want to speak in front of people, but guess what? Is it going to make the health of my, you know, I hate that, by the health of my mother deteriorate if I speak in front of people? No. Is it going to make me lose time chasing my dream? No, it's going to increase it. And is, uh, as far as money goes, am I going to lose a lot of money? No, it could actually give me money. I know for other scenarios, there may be a situation where money could be lost, but you have to look at it like this first. You have to balance out money with fulfillment and how you want to live your life. Because nothing is guaranteed, all right? So please, guys, failure is never going to be comfortable, but you have to take the small steps to really approach it and come at it with a game plan, all right? So I just want to go over the three my three principles with you one more time and then I'll let you get out of here alright so the brain what was the brain? brain brain was for a belief system by believing you can do something subconsciously you will start to do those actions the heart what does the heart stand for? consistency doing the small things that seem invisible eventually become visible and reap tons of rewards and finally body embracing failure and learning how to navigate through it all right guys so thank you for listening to this i hope you guys listen to it through if not you can still take something from it and uh have an awesome night guys i'm out peace